Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. More recalls? Yes, Clorox is recalling Pine Sol scented multi-surface cleaners in Lavender Clean, Sparkling Wave, and Lemon Fresh scents. Clorox Pro Pine Sol All-Purpose Cleaners in Lavender Clean, Sparkling Wave, Lemon Fresh, and Orange Energy scents, and Clorox Professional Pine Sol Lemon Fresh Cleaners with date codes beginning with the prefix A4 and followed by a five-digit number less than 22249. The products are sold in bottles of 28, 48, 60, 100, 144, and 175 fluid ounces. Out of, say it with me, an abundance of caution, Clorox is recalling all of the above-described products manufactured at its Forest Park, Georgia facility through September 22nd. You should immediately stop using these products you should bring them back at the purchase at the place of purchase for a full refund with receipt uh, or you'll get the manufacturer's suggested retail price without the receipt and the products were sold online also uh, you could have purchased them anywhere online or in a brick and mortar store it doesn't say that they have had anyone get sick, but apparently it could contain bacteria. So I'm guessing there hasn't been anyone made too sick because they're still putting this under the title of out of an abundance of caution. So if you use pine saw, like, I don't know, millions of Americans... There's a quite a list of different Pine Sol products that need to be returned. I don't know what to tell you. Every day, more companies are recalling their products. More and more products we're finding out that we use every day aren't for, they're bad for us. They make us sick. They were made wrong. Uh, it's, uh, it's a very, very strange time that we live in. However, I'm very happy that these companies care about me, care about you, care about my family, and they are just doing everything out of an abundance of caution. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. So if you have $130,000 in your bank account, you can apply for a new visa in Indonesia, Bali, to, uh, you know, to have your, uh, you can live there. It's, uh, they want to uh, boost the economy. They want you to work there from your second home. You can get a visa available for five or ten years, and you will, I mean, that's nice of them, really. And you will then become a remote worker from Bali. That's what really what they want. Now, don't forget, I said you had to have 130,000. It's actually, uh, you need to have 2 billion Indonesian rupas. But uh, that is the equivalent to 130,000 in your bank account. And the funds must be placed in an Indonesian state-owned bank, which, you know, is nice of them. And they want to 
be able to prove that you have that money. I don't know once you put it in the bank if you can spend it or not. So you better have more than 130000 if you want the 10 years in Bali to be a remote worker there. I was interested to see that, uh, you know, I know that, you know, the pandemic forced, uh, you know, everybody to have different working styles and remote working styles. And last year, according to, uh, according to one report from, I think business insider, but I'm not sure, uh, said that 15.5 million Americans identified as digital nomads. I mean, I guess I could identify as that. I mean, really, in today's world, you could identify any damn way you want. But I guess I could identify as a digital nomad. And I see where New Zealand and Portugal have recently introduced digital nomad visas. They want to capitalize on remote workers who, as well, who want to work overseas, uh, you know, since the pandemic has upended the old traditional work structures. Apparently, uh, they're not the only ones. Dozens of countries have launched similar programs to attract uh, young and travel-keen remote workers. (laughs) So there you have it. If you have, uh, I don't know how much money you have to have to go to these other countries. I'm sure they have some sort of limit uh, to get your digital nomad visa. But uh, in Bali, you got to have 130000 I mean, would it matter if you hit the lotto? I keep talking about the Powerball, but nobody won again. The Powerball goes up again. Uh, as of right now, uh, the time of, you know, the day of this recording, the 27th of October, 2022, timestamp daylight hours. Uh, the next drawing is Saturday, October 29th, 2022, for 800 million dollars cash value 383.7 million dollars i am willing to uh i'm willing to accept that and i hope that you win something just not that (laughs) good luck though good luck to you and uh whoever you you know your loved ones are good luck to you but Man, that is something. I wouldn't have to worry about, uh, you know, Bali, Bali, Indonesia, Portugal, New Zealand. Uh, they would go ahead and say, yeah, come on in. Don't worry about it. You can have your, you can have your visa. So here I am. Just got to win 800 million. That's all. So I was kind of, uh, kind of excited. Uh, I saw a headline about a new app called My Shake, and I thought, okay, well, they're going to tell me where the best shake is in my area, in my local area, or you know, around the country. Well, no, that's not what it's about. It's about earthquake uh, preemptive strikes. So it uh, lets you know when an earthquake is going to happen. Apparently, uh, the last uh, 5.1 magnitude earthquake that struck near San Jose on Tuesday, well, I didn't realize they had an earthquake there, uh, 95,000 people got an alert on their smartphones warning them it was coming. 18 seconds prior to, that's not a lot of heads up, but it is a heads up, a courtesy of my shake. 
It's uh, the app developed by scientists at UC Berkeley Seismatology Lab. I love the UC Berkeley Seismatology Lab. Uh, seismatology? No, seismolo- seismolo- seismology lab. Seismology lab. That's what it is. I can't even pronounce words. I've got this cold. It's driving me crazy. I've got all this goo in my face. I, I will keep my goo to you or me or keep your goo to you. That's a good way to live your life. Though You know that. The most recent warning was right before the quake. Okay, but the hope is in the future, obviously, is to get you know give you more heads up than 18 seconds. Uh, MyShake uses the sensors in your phone to detect movement and then filters it through an artificial neural network to determine if it matches the model for an earthquake. And unlike some other smartphone emergency system, smartphone, I can't say it, I'm all clogged up, smartphone smartphone emergency systems that might mistake a roller coaster for a car crash, my shakes algorithm is really good at figuring out which motion fits the model, according to the scientists behind it. Okay, so, so far, my shake can only warn you that the ground is about to start shaking if you're in California, Oregon, or Washington. How about Texas? We get earthquakes here, too. But it's gathering data to expand and has been downloaded 1.6 million times. I've seen, Can I get that? To check that out. Where's my phone? Right here. I want to see if I can get the old My Shake app. It is in the Play Store. I can install the My Shake app. My Shake is, I'm downloading it as we speak. It is installed, but that was fast. All right, let's open up My Shake, Berkeley. My shake will use your location in the background to provide real-time earthquake information to you so you can take protective actions. Would you like to provide access to your geo position? Yeah, sure. Let's, we already know where I'm at. Allow my shake access to devices location only while using the app. Uh, see, allow my shake to access this device's location. Uh, allow only while using the app. Yeah, okay. Allow my shake to access this device location all the time. Uh, keep well, yeah, whatever. Just, I want to, just whatever. I agree, I agree, I agree, okay? So according to their terms of service here, rapid notifications and earthquake early warning alert information is under development and is provided on an as-is basis. MyShake makes no warranty that rapid notifications and alerts will function at all times in all geographic areas, be uninterrupted, be error-free, or that any errors will be corrected. MyShake suggests drop, cover, and hold on as a general protective action, but is not responsible for injuries or loss of assets due to provided correct faults or missed alerts. Wow. So use my shake, but we're, you know, we're not taking responsibility for anything. So, all right. All right. I agree. There you go. How come it won't? Okay, there it is. All right. So I agree. All right. Get started. Help detect earthquakes. Home base, please. Home base, California, Oregon, or Washington. No, I'm not in those areas. I'm in, yeah, you have my, you have my info. You know where I'm at. I'm right there. 
Oh my gosh. Okay. So just another app to they can follow me around and know where I'm at. Okay. You're welcome. Let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink. I think I would have liked to have an actual My Shake app uh, to let me know where the best shakes in town is. Another million dollar idea coming to you from chewing the fat right now. Uh, that while they have My Shake, you can use, uh, you don't have to come up with uh, uh, just the Shakes app. <laughs> uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. You can go ahead and use that. Uh, I got, uh, you can email the show anytime, uh, chewing the fat at theblaze.com. I'm sorry. I'm on some kind of cold medicine. I'm trying to get this rid of this cold and I'm just kind of blurry. Everything is just blurry today. Um, and so email the show chewing the fat at theblaze.com. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeffy JFR. Uh, Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio. Uh, of course, the YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Uh, you can uh, DM my wife, uh, Talking Sense, S-C-E-N-T-S, if you want to get some uh, some air fresheners from her, uh, at Amber Fisher, and I think Frame Life Photography, I'm not sure, whatever. You can find her, uh, my posts about uh, the new uh, business that she started, Talking Sense. Um, you can, is there anything else I have to hawk? Oh yeah. Um, cameo. You can, uh, order a cameo for me. Those are not free. Uh, the podcast is free though. There are some rules to follow and, uh, you know, the, the podcast is free, but, uh, you, there are some rules to follow once you subscribe to chewing the fat. I know a lot of shows might just say, Hey, subscribe and it's free and you, you know, thank you. We appreciate it. Well, you know, you can rate and review. And if you, one of the rules is that, uh, you know, as a subscriber, when asked, Hey, what are you listening to? I don't care what you're listening to. Your answer is chewing the fat with Jeff Fisher. Obviously you're going to be listening to other things. I want you to listen to other things. Everyone listens to an abundance of, of things. I, I want that to be true. But when asked, Hey, what are you listening to? Your answer must be chewing the fat with Jeff Fisher. It's it's a simple rule and it's easy to follow. I just got an email from uh, Nate who said, I'm a subscriber and I've never had an opportunity to make the correct response when someone asked, what are you listening to? Uh, and the reason why is because I was wearing hearing aids, so I don't really listen to anything on headphones. Okay. Uh, however, tonight, were you listening with uh, over-the-counter hearing aids now? like to know if you were using those however uh tonight i was watching tv and my nephew asked me what i was watching and without even thinking about it my automatic response of course was chewing the fat with jeff fisher thank you that's what i'm talking about that right there is a good subscriber you who's a good little subscriber you are nate and so he claims in his email i know it's not quite the same thing but no it is and i'm, I'm going to make a little addendum to the rule thanks to the rule the little nate addendum to the rule uh thank you that's a great idea so no matter what you're listening to or watching if someone asks you as a subscriber to chewing the fat hey what are you listening to hey what are you watching your answer must be chewing the fat with jeff fisher now obviously you're not you're gonna go oh no, no that's right i'm watching this but your first answer 
the first answer. So it's automatically out there no matter where you're at, what you're doing. Hey, what are you listening to? Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Hey, what are you watching? Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. That's the rule. It's the Nate addendum. It's the way it is. So I can't get enough of yay. Uh, I know that it's, I said yesterday is probably back to Kanye now. I mean, the world is calling him Kanye West, but that's not his name. His name is yay. Okay. And, uh, you know, he's crumbling down. No question. I mean, he's done being a billionaire now for sure. Uh, Adidas pulled the plug, cut the ties. Uh, he showed up at Skechers, 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 uh, and they summarily kicked him out. Yeah, you know, he showed up on announced. We didn't want anything to do with him. Uh, his supermodel that he was dating, uh, he even said, I haven't gotten any supermodel business in uh, quite some time. He didn't use the word business. He used the P word. Uh, that's right. You heard me. I said the P word. Oh my gosh. I'm embarrassed on myself. He also posted, uh, hey, you can start to make new designs for footwear, apparel, and accessories immediately, Adidas. As to Gap, the non-compete expires December 15th, 2022. You own the Yeezy brand and all trademarks associated with Yeezy or Yeezy. So we'll see what happens. I mean, my man is spiraling out of control. I was thinking that I said yesterday, I think he'll just, you know, you just release a new album and you make a few, a few million, right? A few, uh, maybe another hundred million. He's worth four or 500 million now. He'll be okay. Uh, he still has some real estate, some cash, some music, 5% stake in uh, Kim's shapewear firm, Skims. But he's just not a billionaire anymore. And, uh, and so we'll see what happens. I did like the idea of Peloton uh, trying to remain relevant, saying that, uh, well, we're just not going to allow anybody to, we're not going to promote any of his music on our, on our platform. Oh, okay. Um, do you th- honestly think that if I'm working out on a Peloton, I care? I guess they do. Sure, I guess they do. So they have indefinitely paused any inclusion of songs by Yay in their classes. That was a statement to uh, a Pillow Buddy. Uh, so if you're a Peloton member, you, Amer- I guess, are a Pillow Buddy and probably got the update. I know Alex Toussaint, uh, one of the Peloton instructors, went so far as to say, because I love everybody, I want to make sure everybody feels safe in my environment, in my classes. I'm not going to speak too much on it because you know I stand with you. You will not hear that artist in my class. I promise y'all I do not support hate speech whatsoever, baby. I don't tolerate that at all. Oh, okay. Uh... All right, well, all right, good for you, Alex. How about you give me a little hype on riding your bike, okay? Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, How about you do that with some music that works? And if Ye's music works, let it work. I hope, are you still using R. Kelly, Alex? Just wondering. Agonizing. Uh, Congratulations to uh, Rihanna. Uh, Rihanna, Rihanna, Rihanna. Uh, she's releasing uh, her new single uh, to Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, soundtrack on Friday. That's her first new solo song in six years. And yeah, she's going to be part of the Super Bowl now. She's coming back as a big star, so be ready for that. I'm sure they'll be using that at the Old Peloton, if someone cares. (laughs) 
who died today? Huh? Who died today? Well, Ash Carter died today. He served as defense secretary under former President Barack Obama. Died at 68. Uh, during his tenure, he opened up military combat jobs to women, allowed transgender people to serve in the military. Uh, he's a Rhodes Scholar, theoretical physicist. I mean, okay, good for him. He also ended a ban on uh, all the trans people serving in the military. Well, there was a ban, I guess. Okay, uh, good. I'm glad that ban is gone. Uh, before that, Carter helped develop defense policies like spearheading the development and production of thousands of mine-resistant ambush-protected MRAP vehicles, saving countless military lives. And that actually did. Uh, critics said he was out of touch with the military when it came to conflict in the Middle East. Uh, really? Uh, Obama celebrated him as a leader who made the U.S. and the world safer through his lifetime of service. Ash Carter, dead at the age of 68. Now, there's a person who was reported dead yesterday that broke my heart. And thankfully, he's not. Jerry Lee Lewis, the killer, they reported was dead. Uh, I am a card-carrying member of the Jerry Lee Lewis fan club. I love the killer. I am a big fan. I've seen him multiple times around the country live. Uh, I've some of the best perform live performances I've seen are with Jerry Lee Lewis. Man, I saw him once. He had just gotten out of the hospital. He was playing. We were at some dive bar he came in with his yellow tux on he was awesome man he just came we walked through the crowd with his yellow tux on kicking chairs he kicked his little piece of crap piano so this is all they would give me <laughs> it was awesome i saw him on a riverboat in new orleans that's i mean that whole story that whole new orleans trip was amazing he was awesome on that trip i mean he was up on the piano playing with his towel uh, it was, holy cow. And then he, uh, at one show, this was the one show in Clearwater, I think, at Ruth Eckerd Hall. He, uh, we we started hollering us a song, Meat Man. I wanted him to play Meat Man. And he stopped and looked at us and was like, all right, we'll play, I'll play Meat Man then. <laughs> they called me the Meat Man. Uh, you got to see me eat, ma'am. Anyway, it was reported that Jerry Lee Lewis had passed away. And I know he's not well. He's been struggling. He had a real stroke a couple of years ago. He's been fighting back. And, uh, you know, it's been tough. But he is not dead. Don't be breaking news like that when it's not true, TMZ. I know you guys are all trying to be first on the job. But uh, take it easy, okay? I was a little, a little shook yesterday. And I love the stories. Uh, nicknamed Killer Lewis. Uh, no, he was nicknamed The Killer. All right? It's Jerry Lee Lewis. The Killer. Okay? And they made a big deal about him being uh, inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame. Well, he should have already been there. It's embarrassing that he wasn't already there. But he couldn't be there because he was sick. So he had Hank Williams Jr. and Chris Christopherson accept the honor on his behalf. And he said that he was greatly disappointed at not being able to share his thoughts in person. And he thanked the organizers for their honor. He should have said, yeah, thank you for giving me something I should have already had. Okay. 
My name is Jerry Lee Lewis, and I'm damn sure here to stay. Got it? I mean, he's the last one. He's the last surviving member of the Sun Records Million Dollar Quartet. The rest of them have all died. And who's still here? Jerry Lee freaking Lewis. Okay? The killer. So don't be don't be jumping around telling me the killer is dead when he's not. Because, woof, I was about ready to be a little shook up. And then thankfully I found out that the killer is still still alive. My favorite Jerry Lee story. He's being interviewed. He's got he's so he's got his diamond uh, grand piano ring on. He's a badass, and uh, they're asking him about when he came to Nashville and uh, how he played the piano and everybody else was playing guitar and you know what he felt like and he was going to the different record labels and they were turning him down and telling him that he should play guitar but he played piano and you know you play it high stand up and you know that was just him. And uh, he said, so they asked him, uh, you know, what he felt about, uh, you know, coming to Nashville and starting to get turned away. And he was like, I felt like I hitchhiked in, I hitchhiked out. I don't need you people. I'm Jerry Lee Lewis. I'm damn sure here to stay. Think about it. Let's see where they found, uh, well, they found a buried car with uh, possible human remains in it. In uh, the hoity-toity neighborhood up there in uh, Atherton. California. It's the San Francisco suburb where all the, you know, the tech CEO millionaires live. And there's a house there that, uh, well, Paul Allen from uh, Microsoft, uh, Lindsey Buckingham from Fleetwood Mac, uh, Elizabeth Holmes uh, lived there, NBA star Steph Curry, Eric Smith, they all, uh, they were all, they were all there. Anyway, so uh, the average home price uh, in the town is about seven point five million, and if you were paying seven point five million, pff, uh, nothing. So uh, this mansion, these people bought uh, in two thousand fourteen for seven point three million. Okay. Anyway, they were remodeling, and they uh, they dug up a car with uh, concrete bags placed in it, and cadaver dogs, you know, smelled human remains. So we don't know. And they're saying that the people that live there now are not responsible. Okay. I mean, sure, they probably know that. I mean, there's probably dates on the concrete bags. The car is probably a lot older than when they were there, that kind of thing. So we'll find out. But it could be uh, murder, murders, murder in the hoity-toity upscale neighborhood of Atherton. And we'll find out uh, what happened and who died and who done it. I mean, we know who done it with the couple in Turkey. So the husband, 40-year-old Hakan, uh, was out walking with his wife, Samira, 32, and uh, he pushed her off a cliff. I know! And she was pregnant! Amazing. Just, uh, just terrible. So he took his heavily pregnant wife to the cliff and pushed her off the cliff. Just for the life insurance policy. That's what they claim. Now, he has denied it. However, they took him to court, and he's going to spend at least 30 years before he could be considered for release in a Turkey court at prison. All right, so it was a thousand mile or a thousand foot cliff called off of Butterfly Valley, and it's a beauty spot. And it was, she didn't want to go out there. He said, hey, come on over. Let's take a selfie right here. And 
Then she didn't want to come out there, but he talked her into it. Hey, let's take a selfie and turn around and then pushed her off the cliff. Holy cow. That's cold-blooded. That's cold-blooded. Now, apparently, he had a life insurance policy taken out for her. Um, and, you know, in a recent period of time. And the police didn't think anything of her, you know, accidentally going off the cliff until he went and tried to claim the life insurance money. Really? Okay. Sure. If you didn't think that at all before he went to get the life insurance company, all right, fine, no problem. It was in the courtroom, uh, there was a family that testified that they were filming. He said, my daughter was filming uh, the view with my phone when this couple came down the slope. And we even joked, well, either the man is going to throw the woman off or the woman's going to throw the man off. <laughs> yeah, that's not funny. All right, because that's what happened. All right. So nobody captured uh, the actual fall. So, uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, I guess they stayed up there for a while until they were made sure that no one else was around. They claim that uh, he was not, uh, he was calm when he was waving down people after the accident to try to save her and didn't try to get down there. It was just, you know, he was too calm for that. And so we'll see. I mean, it's, he's already guilty, 30 years. So just that's just cold-blooded. Just cold-blooded. Plus, I mean, you'd think you'd know a better way or figure out a better way than take out a life insurance policy and then kill her right away. should take that life insurance policy out right away. But he probably was thinking he couldn't wait until the baby was born because then now you're talking about Two people. Now, of course, I know. Don't look at me like that. I know it's two people already. But it's still two and one right now. Uh, once the baby is born, now you're talking about two separate entities. And that's, uh, oof. Uh, that would be serious cold-blooded. And if he wanted to get rid of the wife, he'd still have to take care of the kid. Because you can't kill a kid, right? You just you can't kill a kid. Hello. Now, he claimed he was insane. And they said, no, no, you weren't. You were saying, and you're going to spend at least 30 years in prison. Get out. And in another case, here in the United States of America, a Wisconsin jury has convicted 40-year-old Daryl Brooks Jr. of killing six people and injuring at least 60 others in November after his SUV slammed into a Christmas parade in the uh, Milwaukee suburb of Waukesha. We have seen that. We saw how horrible that was. We've all seen that footage. He was found guilty of all 76 charges in the deadly hit and run. Good, including six counts of intentional homicide. 61 counts of recklessly endangering safety. Each homicide count carries a mandatory life sentence, while each of the counts for reckless endangerment carries a maximum sentence of more than 17 years in prison. He pleaded not guilty in February, represented himself at trial after firing his public defenders. He also initially pleaded guilty by insanity and later withdrew his plea. The trial was marked by a series of clashes. Yeah, but the Brooks and the judge, he uh, was freaking out in the courtroom 
I, 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 I know I read about it, and I don't know that we talked about it at all, but he was arguing with the judge and taking off his shirt and having to be removed. So you know, they were saying that he was doing that to you know, provide uh, a basis for his insanity plea, which he later withdrew. So it's just time for Daryl Brooks Jr. to go away and not be seen from for the rest of his life. Be ready for the new wave of COVID crossing the globe. I know that we have uh, warnings coming from Europe already saying that the BQ.1, and which is related to the BQ.1.1 subvariant of Omicron, driving up cases across Europe and now coming into the United States. There's a new wave. So be ready. And uh, the new variants of the virus are evolving faster than the supply of adapted vaccines. So be careful out there because uh, it's coming. The uh, BQ.1 and the sublineage, which is called BQ.1.1, will become the dominant strains by mid-November, according to the intelligence doctors at the disease the center for disease prevention and control in europe so just anyway heads up because uh covid is coming our president is talking about uh getting vaccined again keeping uh, up to date if you're completely updated on the vax then you need to continue to get one shot a year according to our president okay all right good luck with that And speaking of uh, COVID, I see where uh, the container ships in Los Angeles and Long Beach uh, were at a year point of when it was so backed up there. Remember, they said that they were uh, 109 ships deep, 60 miles off from the coast. Uh, It was pretty amazing. Well, the shipping situation is almost back to normal now. Yay! As of last week, and it's really not. Yay! Because... Just wait a second. Uh, The number of ships waiting to drop off their goods stood at just four, according to the Wall Street Journal, plus the cost of sending a 40-foot container from Shanghai to L.A. has plummeted from its peak of more than $12,000 to almost $2,000, nearing its pre-COVID average. Okay, so goods are flowing once again smoothly at the U.S. ports. Hopefully that's, uh, that's a good sign, right? There's no snarls and that kind of thing. Yeah, well, uh, not so fast, my friend, uh, in the words of Lee Corso. Uh, the biggest factor in clearing out traffic is that the demand for imported goods has dropped. That's probably not a great sign for the economy. Uh, the Port of Los Angeles handled the least amount of import containers in the month of September since the Great Recession in 2009. Uh, retailers already up to their eyeballs in inventory. Shipping lines have canceled 26 to 31% of their Trans-Pacific sailings in the weeks ahead. (sighs) That's not really good. Uh, Supply chain uh, 
looks makes you realize how long of a journey your holiday gifts have to arrive you know, to get on the tree. We know that. We know they have to. They're probably they're already here. As freight waves lays out the peak season for shipping goods from Asian factories to the U.S. is already over. Yeah, we know that. So for the next couple of months, holiday gifts will be traveling on a truck or rail car to a warehouse, and parcel delivery companies will take them to the finish line from Black Friday through December 4th and 24th. Yeah, we know that. So we still, then, then what do we do? Uh, you know, when we get rid of those products, well, if and when we get rid of those products, now you've got no products coming into the country. So good times. Good times ahead. Plus, uh, what is happening with our railroad strike? It looks like we have at least through November 19th, when they return to the bargaining table. Okay, I guess there's no... They claim that uh, our government, our, our White House, has said that there's a tentative agreement to this rail strike. Uh, boy, it doesn't sound like there's a tentative agreement. The Second Railroad Union rejected the deal with the major U.S. freight railroads. Uh, reflecting workers' increasing frustration with the lack of paid sick time and adding to concern about the possibility of a strike next month that could cripple the economy. Yeah, uh, we don't want a rail strike in this country. The Brotherhood of Railroad Signalmen, I love the Brotherhood of Railroad Signalmen, uh, said nearly 61% of the workers who voted opposed the five-year contract, even though it included 24% raises, $5,000 in bonuses, it is the second rail union to reject a deal this month. And there's good faith bargaining is not happening. Uh, they said the recommendations of a board of arbitrators that Joe uh, Biden appointed this summer denied workers the basic right of paid time off for illness. So they're still, that doesn't sound like we've got a tentative deal there, KJP or uh, Joe Robinette Biden. Uh, our president. Uh, it sounds like that uh, the 12 rail unions uh, that together represent 115,000 workers nationwide aren't ready to approve your little contract deal. And the strike is, uh, well, it's not eminent, but it is coming. <laughs> well, we do not want that. Wow. Is there nothing that this administration cannot screw up? I mean, really. Is there nothing? You don't have to answer that. I already know. All right. I got to go get some tea and clear this goo out of my skull. I'll leave you. Yesterday, we talked about uh, the uh, guys that are struggling with their man parts too big to have a regular life. And, you know, whether it's whether if that's true or not. Okay. I got it. Some of them did look too big. Too, I mean, you didn't, you're not getting a regular life with that. And you could just write your own jokes. And obviously people did. I had one joke sent to me. I'll leave you with this one uh, from John. And uh, it's a racist, horrific joke. And that's why I'm bringing it to your attention. Because these are the kind of jokes that we don't need. All right? Uh, a man, he, he said in his email, I can't resist this story. Are you a racist? I already know the answer. A man walks up with a problem with his man part. He wakes up, I'm sorry, a man wakes up, doesn't walk up, of course he walked up with that problem too. A man wakes up with a problem with his man part. He immediately goes to the doctor who diagnoses it as Hong Kong Dong. Now that has to be, there's something wrong with that right away, but I'm going to let it go. The diagnosis is 
Hong Kong Dong. He asks what the treatment will be, and the doctor says there is no treatment. We have to amputate immediately. I mean, a little upset with that diagnosis, he goes to the second doctor, who says, yep, Hong Kong Dong. We'll schedule an amputation first thing in the morning. Uh, not so fast, my friend. Still not satisfied, he goes to Chinatown to see a Chinese doctor. Same diagnosis. Well, we don't have to amputate, though. Uh, will we? He asked the doc. Well, the doctor says no amputation necessary. Uh, that's a, well, he said that's a relief. The two American doctors wanted to amputate immediately. The Chinese doctor says, yeah, that's a problem with the American medicine. Always in a hurry. We wait two or three weeks, it turns black, and it falls off by itself. It was really sad. It's completely, this is the kind of jokes we don't need. And I, I, I tell you those jokes so that you can realize that those are exactly the jokes we don't need in our lives anymore. Okay? All right, then. <laughs> Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.